You are tuned to the Paracasual Destiny Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 12 of the Paracasual Destiny Podcast. I'm Soul Time. I'm joined by Sally Bug and Green Stego. Sally Bug and Green Stego, good morning. Good morning. How's everybody? Good morning. Good morning. Uh, How's everybody feeling today? I am feeling better than I was when I first woke up. I stayed in bed too long and had a huge coffee headache because it took me too long to make the coffee. Um, I can relate to that. I can relate to that. I am much better now that that first cup of coffee is in me. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling compared to last week? Um... Still pretty good. I mean, tired. Exhausted. It was a full week. Um, mm-hmm. Full week at at work. Um, I think we got and... a cricket in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> a cricket. A cricket. Or um, a Katie did. <laughs> <laughs> at any rate. Uh, so, yeah, still, still pretty tired. Still adjusting. I can't tell whether it's the whole uh, new normal, so to speak, or if it's uh, just my age or a combination of all of the above. Mm-hmm. But how about you, Stego? How are you feeling? I'm feeling okay. This week was the last week that our school was 100% virtual. And uh, next week... I will be housing a few students in my room all day. Just a handful. Physically? A physical room, not a virtual room? A physical room where they will be attending their virtual classes. Oh, So that they have an adult present because maybe they didn't have um, an adult in the house during the school day. Or maybe they thought that this would be better for their stable internet connection, but we're obligated to provide a physical space for them to be, and I am obligated to be the adult in in that room. The adult with the mask on. on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a mask, it's six feet, and it's a little bit of washing your hands often is what it is. So. Yep. And yeah. some disinfectant so doesn't be, hurt. Are you going to be teaching your class from that room? How's that going to work? I am not expected to interact at all with the students physically in my room. Oh. <laughs> that is, that it just is sounds the expectation. Funny. Yeah. That is the expectation. Isn't that, that always the expectation? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you don't want to beat up the students. Uh, you don't want to interact physically <laughs> so, with them. <laughs> so no, you are... Um, you're a hall monitor, well, a room monitor, mm-hmm. all day? Yes, at the same time that I'm expected to be uh, teaching my virtual classes. So some of them uh, will sometimes have me as a teacher, but I'll still be interacting with them virtually. I'll still be chatting with them, and they'll still be logging into the uh, virtual Zoom meeting. Gotcha. Wow. All right. All right. So that's real life. How about so uh, yeah. any any destiny action going on um, this past week for anyone? Um, 
Honestly, I can't remember. You can't. I think I did get on this past weekend, um, and I have played a uh, a couple of times, done a few missions. You've been doing some Red uh, War with, stuff, or some her, EDZ. Yeah, with yeah. my granddaughter, and uh, I think she has... Um, I think she has the Destiny it, bug. She has she has definitely has the Destiny bug. She just sent me a message saying, I just played soccer at the farm. <laughs> like all of those things that like we did when we first started that were so exciting. So she's uh it's fun to be have that same excitement interjected. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it'll be her first festival of the lost. I know. I, I sent her a message saying they're doing a Halloween event. You're gonna love it. Because she loves Halloween anyway, so it's uh, super, that's super exciting. So, um, yeah, so doing some stuff with her, I think I did get on and do uh, do the means to an end. But I think we had done that before we even got on. Anyway, I don't think I've done means to an end for this week. But I'm kind of, like... Except for the pinnacle gear, because I do still need that cloak. You need the class item, yeah. Yeah, and I, um, I think I had done. I think I did three strikes. I did one of the, um, one of the things that you can get a pinnacle gear from, and I got like arms. But I haven't done the means to an end. Um, or any other, so probably this weekend that's what I'll do is just do a few pinnacle yeah um activities to try to get to try to get that that class item and plug away at um plug away at trying to get the catalyst. I'll tell you what I was working with when I was playing with my granddaughter. I was using Sweet Business because shout out to Fractious Heart who um, commented in the chat that Sweet Business is so much better with the Catalyst. And I was like, oh, I think I actually have the Catalyst to Sweet Business. I'll work on it. But it turns out it's pretty tough to get that Catalyst because you have to get uh, four. You have to... Um, it's not one of those ones where you just have to kill enemies. You have to do like four in rapid succession. Mm. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a little, uh, it's a little challenging. And of course, when I'm playing with my granddaughter, I don't want to like take all the kills from her either. Cause she's trying to level up. Right. And so. It's more just being support, so it's not really the ideal situation to um, try to work on a catalyst. But it's getting me used to the gun, so I'll be able to see the difference once I do. Yeah, that's the thing with the catalyst. You really get a feel for how the gun works by farming it, and then by the time you unlock it, it'll... uh you kind of notice how different it feels. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, so that's, that's at least my plan, I guess. Nice. Yeah. Over here, we, um, we did the, 
that very brief but sweet uh, Hellsome quest. Mm-hmm. And then we did the first leg of the Traveler's Chosen. We got Io checked off. Oh, nice. So, just a just a brief, quick sign in. Played a little Destiny. That's kind of it what I did. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've just yeah, been signing in a half hour here, maybe a, a forty minute segment there. It, what I've been doing is trying to stock up on uh, enhancement cores because I deleted all mine a while back by accident. It was just mm-hmm. uh, one of those famous uh, vault shift things where I was deleting stuff that was near the enhancement cores and I just dismantled them all. And so I'm, I'm kind of low. I've been low numbers on that for, for many moons now. You, you've built it back up. I built it back up. I go to spider regularly to get the, you know, I, I get four from him. I go up to the 160 shards and then stop um when I log in. And then I've also been doing this. I've, I've kind of gotten obsessed with, Knocking out um, the what is it? What are they called again? Sally, so you go to the tribute hall and get those bounties to get the discount uh, mm-hmm. opul- opulence, something or another. You get these; uh, they're tiny little ba- bounties, and they all have to do with doing something without dying. So yeah. the strikes and gambit are hard because you could be, you know, forty nine out of fifty and then die from an unexpected somebody appearing behind you and obliterating you. And that's, mm-hmm. uh, I was like, you know, forget that. And so I just do the ones, you know, get ability kills without dying or weapon kill, any weapon without dying. And then I go across, it, it gives me an excuse to go across my three characters and just play on my Titan and my Hunter a little bit as well. And, um, yeah. you know, that's easy to get. And you can do four max per reset, daily reset. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, four max per daily reset. So I'll usually do um, two on my Warlock and then one each on my Hunter and Titan. Sometimes, if I have the time, I will combine that with some uh, Banshee bounties to get more, even more enhancement cores. But I think, like Sal- uh, like Sally Bug said, I'm I'm filled up on enhancement cores now. Uh, I've I've rebounded. Uh, at this point, and uh, is somebody chewing celery? <laughs> oh no, I'm playing with a little uh, squishy there. Sorry. Oh, is that or is it a Ru- Rubik's cube <laughs> that needs oil? Um, no. Um, so yeah, I, I I've stopped doing the the um, banshee stuff and just hit up Spider with one of my characters and then uh, get those opulent bounties uh, done. I'm I'm going for the full discount triumph um why i pick that out of all of the stuff that's going into the content vault I, because it's easy it's easy to do a 20 minute run yeah a, to have that know, in the background like, i don't know i nice. i had to i i just put it in our uh live chat i kind of gave up on it i looked at it and i realized what it and i don't really get on my other characters that often um and and to the thought of yeah, I don't know I just I couldn't yeah. I couldn't do it uh, yeah. it, it was a lot of work Fractious Heart mentions Harbor of Sorrow is a great place to get stuff done the, Those I actually go there a lot for just the weapons or ability kills without dying 
Um, actually, I go to what's that little place we go to, Sally Bug, where the Vex keep waves of Vex keep yeah, coming. It's where it's where the beginning of the Garden of Salvation raids. Yeah, so you go as soon as you spawn into um, the Harbor of Sorrows. Uh, you go kind of to the right and then over a little bridge and it takes you back into this other area. I forget what the name of the and area is. And then you gotta is. go to the left. Yeah, so you go, go to the left. Right, it's yeah, where I'm this... i trying to describe it for our, li- for our listeners right. is you spawn in and you kind of keep to the... go down the road and keep to the right until you see that little uh, bridge. And then you go through the bridge and it takes you in... it gets you into like a like another area and as soon as you're in that other area you hug the left and go in through a tunnel and then you're in that right. area and you see the vex gate and all of that yeah oh, i love that uh, but area. yeah be- it's that? great for multi-kills oh my gosh it's great that, for multi- that little yeah. vex gate is awesome but i really i remember distinctly that first return destiny 2 moon mission where you go back and you come at that same like area, but from the other way. Right, I know and, what you're uh, talking about. Yeah. Oh my gosh, the yeah. the hive that like storming the keep um, on the moon, this alien fortress on the moon with this giant uh, crevice. It's just nobody else could do it but Bungie. It's great. Yeah. It again makes me um, excited for for what they're going to throw at us with um, Beyond Light. With Beyond oh, Light, but um, actually, Funny Bone just uh, joined the joined the chat, and 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 some um, good, it's some my understanding good news. Has... Uh, Full Moon Kitty just subbed to the channel. Shout out to her! All right, and. And he has been uh, uh, doing Shadow Keep, so that's where he is in his destiny. Um, but he's do- he's so. not doing the video game; he's doing the board game version of Shadow Keep, right? <laughs> With the twenty sided die. <laughs> That'd be so fun. Yeah, <laughs> collector's edition. Oh, yeah. With those li- totally little little f- little figurines of the hive. Oh, that'd be so much fun. <laughs> that would be a little so board with all the all the points on it. Is there yeah. a Destiny board game? Because there, if there is, I want it. Oh, that'd be fun! I would be into it. I would definitely try that out. We still need I to play our uh, Call that. of Cthulhu game, Sally Bug. Oh we yeah, we do. do. We we need to we need to get it, it. We tried to do it with just the two of us, and it was um, because it is so um, intensive. But I think it's funner. Yeah. I think it's similar to like a Dungeons and Dragons type of game. It's just, it's not, um, it's, it's just not as intense or fun with just two people. Mm -hmm. It's not that you can't do it, but. Is it like recommended for like four to six players or something? Yeah, I think so. (coughs) At any rate. At any uh, rate. That's a good it's segue hard, into it's you hard know to what do to have have more people with with COVID going on. So 
That might be a good segue into the um, Festival of the Lost trailer we got. Let's play it. Let's uh, yeah. Let's see if play I can, it. Let's see what it. Let's see if I can kick it up on. here. Um, I'm still new to this streaming business, so bear <laughs> with me. Uh, this is rated teen, so for our younger viewers uh, and listeners, well, yeah. <laughs> okay, let's see if I can kick it up here where is it where'd that go there it is hello again hello again lots has happened since we last met hmm? make the most of this time while you have it Man, Ava means business. Tomorrow is uncertain, but we always have today. That's it. Still going on on my. It's, it's kind of hoppy for me from this part, but. Hoppy chop. Poppy chop. Poppy chop. Yeah. Um, I love the rock and roll theme that they were going with. Yeah, I do too. And I, honestly, uh, I really really want to um uh get get that uh Aldrin mask and do the 2001 Space Odyssey emote <laughs> with the bone smashing the bones I definitely want to do that myself <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's, that seems like it would be really satisfying actually um to do that so um and Ava Levante is is just awesome. Yeah, we'll be we'll be talking about her later on. Uh, yes, we will in our uh, new lore segment uh, later on. We'll be segment. talking about her um, for sure. Why does it do that? Okay, let me see if I can. Uh... I hear that ratchet again. Sounds like a duck. It really does. I, I think it's like what a, happens, I have a different headset on. It's today. a mini duck call that, that um, Sally and Bug has. Every time going I on. do any kind of any if I unless I'm sitting completely still, every time I do any movement it like rubs up against my uh jacket and causes that noise. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. Because honestly, what I thought was shortly, like immediately after soul time started playing that festival of the lost trailer he had a little quacky outburst i was 
<laughs> I was imitating Sally Bug's duck call, is what I was and doing. He he did have a bit of a, a. I don't think you want this up on the screen, Sultan. Got the wrong thing up on. I'm working on it. I got the uh, guide right. up now. Uh, <laughs> so, were uh, you surprised to see a guide, Sally Bug? I. I actually, I was kind of pleasantly surprised because you and I talked about it and it's like, you know, why would they put that up? You know, this is like the, what, fourth Festival of the Lost? I think the first one was not their first year of the release, but their second release, (laughs) right? Yeah. Like in um, 2015 was their first one. Right. (laughs) So this is their fifth one. So our thought was... Why would they, you know, why why would they put in a um put in a guide? And then we realized that this may be the first one since the game went free. Right. So they they're they're assuming a lot of new players and a lot of people coming in and playing this for the first time. Right. <laughs> it so, sounds so funny. <laughs> Uh, it's so kind of like a little kinda, a, a fourth uh, host of the podcast, you know, just hanging out, little duck, little rubber ducky. Oh my god, I'm so. I sorry. wish I, I wish I could add it to. I the wish overlay. there was something I could do for that. It's like every time I like do any kind of movement, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take a break. I'm going to uh, pause my. Wait, is, um, do you want to do a coffee? Myself. Do you want to do a coffee break now? Well, I was going to, um, what I was going to do is go and get my other headset. It's just in the other room. So I'm just going to go grab that. So, All right. So you know, we're Stego... not having that wacky thing. So you two uh, carry on. Yeah. Talk about the. We're going to um, talk about the, the cipher decoders. And Festival of the Lost. And we're going to talk guide. about the cipher decoders. And I'll be right back. We're going to talk about the cipher decoders. Look, y'all get ready. We're going to talk about the cipher <laughs> decoders. Amen, brother. Uh, Cypher decoders and haunted force caches. Now, this was in the guide, and they mention it elsewhere. Um, So, alongside a completion... And I think the Cypher decoders are new. That's that's, uh, one of the new elements. Aside from having both the horror story and the Braytech werewolf at the same time. Um, Completion rewards at the end of the haunted forest activities. Players will also find five optional caches available to unlock. These caches can only be opened using cipher decoders. This is new, I'm pretty sure. Which can mm-hmm. be acquired via random world drops and activity completions outside of the haunted forest. So they're expecting us to go get stuff outside of the activity to bring into the activity to open up the goodies in the activity. Uh, Mm -hmm. each cache requires one cipher decoder to open and can contain legendary gear random rolls of the Braytech werewolf and horror story auto rifles masks and festival of the lost shaders I wonder if there's any new shaders probably not up to five caches can be opened per haunted forest completion and then it shows the candy and the chocolate strange coin Stuff that you can take back to an exchange for... I think that's how you buy the masks. Uh, and maybe some other drops. Um, from Ava, who's hosting. Mm-hmm. Please note, Fessel Lost Candy and Chocolate Strange Coins. Do not dismantle individually. Okay, so you got to use them up. 
Uh, I mean, you don't want to dismantle uh, them individually. Uh, otherwise, you'll end up doing what I did with my enhancement cores. In the event that players choose to dismantle these items, their entire stack will be deleted. Um, this looks the same, the weekly, daily, and additional bounties. The masks are new. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't remember an Exo Stranger mask. Maybe the Varix mask? But the Anna Bray... These masks look new to me. These masks look new, and I'm fairly certain that the old masks will be available in the Eververse store. That's probably right. Probably for silver. That's, yeah, and or uh, Bright it, Dust. That is their policy, usually, for these types of events, is that the old stuff can still be obtained, but the old stuff is usually available for silver, whereas the new stuff will all be available for um, Bright Dust and will be... Yeah, I, I I seem to recall that I may be um I may be making that up. Maybe somebody in the chat can back me up or contradict. Um, speaking but... speaking of the chat, um, let's just interact with them a little bit because I have not been looking at it since Sally Bug went off off the air. All right, I'm back. Oh, there she is. And uh, we're hoping that uh, my other headset. It's good to hear chirping. Funny Bone giving us some feedback on the game in such a long time. He likes the Lost Sectors in uh, Shadow On the King. Moon. On the oh. Moon. Uh, I just went to the Dreaming City this morning because one of those um, opulence boon bounties was uh, to do two public events on the Dreaming City without dying. Very easy to pick that one up and get it done. Um. What else? Uh... <laughs> I think Sally I Bugs think Mike sounds like a vinyl chair fart sound. <laughs> I was thinking little anymore. rubber. I was thinking little I'm rubber that's duck. An improvement. So far, so good. I'm assuming. So far, just keep keep giving me the feedback and. I'm a little tardy to I'll the party in the chat, but these are some a good decent comments. one. Um. So. Yeah. Uh, so we were just talking about the cipher. Ciphers are a new element to I'm, it. I'm thinking that uh, almost, and I, Fractious Heart said they make some old stuff available for Bright Dust. And I think almost everything except for one um, finisher is going to be available for either Bright Dust or Silver at some point during the Festival of the Lost. I like that it's a full month. I think they extended it due to the fact that Beyond Light is is arriving late. Right. But again, for the casual player, I'm so excited that it's going to be around for a whole month. That all I mean, also because like I like to decorate the house for Halloween, and we usually keep that up for a good full month. Let's face it, the Halloween decorations stay up until I'm ready to pull the Christmas stuff up. Yeah, they do. We like Halloween around it's, here. It's just the way it works. So we're big I'm, fans. Yeah, so I'm I'm excited that it's going to be around for a whole. I'm I'm starting to get hyped over this. Time. There, I I was on Twitter earlier this morning, and there were a couple people just excited about grinding for bright dust this weekend. In order to yeah. buy Festival of the Lost stuff, and I was thinking, oh, that's you know, that's that's great. That's 
kind of cool that people get excited about it. Um, I'm looking at the new exotic um, items, the Restless Shell, Tomb Rider, and the Rap Speed, I, the Mummy theme. Man, I'm going to have to watch the Mummy. I'm going to have to get out my Universal Blu-ray collection and start watching yeah. those old monsters. Yeah, I've been watching the modern I've been watching the modern some modern uh horror just just to watch it, you know, because I I'm you know I'm into all the old Hammer movies from the the and right. the classic Universal monster movies. I like anything Universals. from the 1920s up through the 1970s. Uh, but I'm trying to watch more uh, last thirty year, and they're type really good. But there's just something about like Bella Lugosi and yeah, it's, it's magic, right? Mm-hmm. Just, you, you just it, it was it set the it standard magic time for yeah, makeup set the and standard, mood so. and music and ah, oh, so good that stuff. But anyway, I like the nod to classic horror that festival of the loss and what we're going to talk a little bit we're going to introduce a sounds of destiny segment today where we will talk a little bit about music uh, for festival of the lost and how that's also a nod to i think classic um media from days gone by um and then you've of course you've got the mods again the festival of the lost mods which used to be on the masks are they still on the masks on the masquerader's helmet the the helmet yeah yeah and you have to have right like you have to have i think it's working like ornaments and i think they introduced this last year if i remember right Mm -hmm. you have to get a mask a specific mask from ava Who's the, the vendor? Mas- the masquerader's right? helmet, right? And then once you get that, you can then you earn the different ornaments, and you can put the different ornaments on that masquerader's helmet. So, um, you know, my hype for this is bittersweet, and maybe uh, Stego, you can re- relate to that uh, in the sense that. I can't wait to get into it again and the tradition of it, but we know that we're going to be busy during Festival of the Lost with, with um, remote learning and, and everything that we're doing in our day mm-hmm, jobs. Mm-hmm. And I wish... Yeah, and that's kind of why I was saying... I we had I'm a so week I'm vacation that we've got, I'm thankful that we have like a full month to exactly. dive into it. So yeah. that way we can only... You know, if we can't get the weekly bounties and all that done if we can get on and do a little bit of it every now and again plus it's nice because you know as a casual player um it's we've even gotten into a point where besides like trying to do like trying to catch up and do some of this other stuff that we hadn't done yet um it's giving us that opportunity to have a reason to hop on and do just one or two things. Well, let's just mm-hmm. do a run or two through the haunted forest because that's the amount of time we have or the amount of energy we have to do like a 15 or 20 minute thing as opposed to getting involved in doing like an hour and a half. Yeah, the mic is good now. Bella Lugosi. <laughs> you refer to your cat as Bella Lugosi. 
awesome. That's sweet. Um, I gotta say, I just noticed something on this um, Festival of the Lost Guide that they provided, and that's that uh, you don't have to unlock those perks on those Festival of the Lost mods. Um, they they just activate as soon as the mod is equipped. But do you have to get the mods? Do the mods drop from the... Once players have purchased the helmet, they can equip masks as ornaments and apply Festival of the Lost armor mods. I think those Where mods those come are available from? immediately. You don't have to purchase That's them. That's what I'm anything. thinking, too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then and, you have the cho- you the and, choice. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's the same as, as in previous um, ones where you just have the choice. Right. Of like which like which direction you want to go, Stego. Which one do you usually do? Oh, I can't remember. Right I think off the top I do of my head. Vamp- I want to say vampiric. That's the one I do. I do vampiric touch. Sign- significantly increased damage to challenging enemies. Precision kills trigger health regeneration because you want to stay alive. Increases the drop yeah. chance of heavy ammo on kill. This is just so good. And what, then so, and the higher the purpose, the higher purpose, it gives you damage resistance while airborne. Yeah, uh, I don't try not to jump anyway. They all give uh, increased damage. Oh, and the energetic assassin is precision kills grant grenade and melee energy, uh, but you also get increased damage to terrors as opposed to enemies. Yeah, so all three of them give a, a damage bonus and um, an increase to hammer. Uh, heavy ammo yeah the heavy ammo but, kills on all of them so and then but each of them has like a specific type of damage bonus and then like some extra random quirk so i i um, don't usually go for that airborne one because uh, i usually focus on the fact that i either get stuck on those um those challenging enemies in the branches of the haunted forest mm-hmm. but sometimes right. those like they can be Those nasty. Major knights can be nasty. The terrors, yeah. yeah I the think terrors can the be terrors, right? Yeah. The terrors at the bosses. I love those boss rounds. I'm pretty sure those ones are the terrors, and those they are, are. Yeah. Those are very. I mean, you just want to melt them. So that's obviously nice to have one to two people with those uh, perks. So if I were to break this down, I would say maybe. Um, I don't know. Now I like vampiric touch is a gen- is sort of the generalist one, the increased damage yeah. to challenging enemies, whatever that you know. So it's kind of a generalist one. Uh, mm-hmm. Higher I purpose would I be have... like a Dawnblade warlock might benefit from that. Yeah, yeah someone I, who's just trying I to think... rush ahead near the waves. Right. Yeah. I think what I have used the one where your your grenade and melee energy. That's the energetic assassin. Um. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I have used that That'd one. It'd be in great the for a hunter. Yeah. On occasion. Um, but I do use, I think I Vampiric Touch is the one that, you know, is almost like always the one. But then every now and again, um, based on. Because I think sometimes it's related to the bounties that you can get. Because there's going to be different bounties. Ooh, good point. And like so, if you have like to get melee kills, 
you, right. you can change your mind. Right, or grenade kills in the right. haunted That's a good point, Sally Bug. Then using that mod because it's regenerating faster might be a good way to go. So I think that's when I put those on. So you just have the vampire touch on for, you know, like your basic, basic runs because you're just trying to get the loot at the end. But if you're going for a specific bounty, you might want one of the other two. Mm-hmm. And I, look, I really like the subtle tweaks that they're making here because the two biggest ones that I'm seeing that will affect my gameplay is the fact that these mods don't need to be upgraded anymore. Because mm -hmm. it used to be that right. it was three tiers because there are three perks for each mod, and it used to be that you had to like slowly work your way up to finally unlocking the increased drop chance of heavy ammo. and uh, And that was just kind of... As a casual player, I didn't usually finish uploading, I mean, upgrading those mods. Yeah, I'm not and, sure um, if I did. If, if I ever Especially did, it was like towards the, the end of the frame. Yeah, it was always towards the end of the event. Right. And, um, but also so the way that really they're get the including benefit these... Because it's towards the end. Yeah. And the way that they're introducing the Cypher Decoder and having farmable loot, but the Cypher Decoder specifically is um, encouraging us to not only grind the Haunted Forest, which was the one complaint that you would see, but, I mean, you'll always see complaints, but sure. then people say, like, I've right. been just playing Haunted Forest for a month, and it's the only thing I do. I log in and I do it. But now, like, you get just as rewarded with all those quests, with all those chests at the end, if you do a couple strikes, and then you hop into the Haunted Forest, and then you so, play a couple Crucible matches. Is the number of chests still related to how far you get? How many terrors you've taken down? Yes, you can in get a certain amount of time. Five. Okay. You have to have a, you have, but you in have addition, you have to have ciphers to open them. Or is it just all the chests are there, and depending on how many cipher decoders you have, depends on how many chests you can open. Maybe it's not related. That doesn't make sense. Because th didn't it used to be related to, mm. like, how many you could open was related to how... How far you got. How far you got? Yes. Yeah, you would just keep repeating, and I think now you just... I don't know. It's going to be interesting, because it does sound like there's, like, a fundamental shift in the way... It's going to work. Mm -hmm. um, in, I like in it. Because it, it. I used wish to that be, the horror story kept, and the bright tech you just, Right? You just kept running. You'd, you'd kill the boss at the end, and then you would run through again. And then when you ran out of time, how many chests you opened was based on how many, how many times you got Branches to a boss. Completed. Yeah. And Something now it like that, seems yeah. like there's a set amount of time you just play through and the chests that you open at the end are related to how many ciphers you have. So it's a little different. That's a little different. Mm -hmm. it, at least that's the way I'm interpreting um, it. So it'll be interesting once we, once we get in there. Stegos, and... you were going to say something about the auto rifles. The horror story in the Braytech world. Oh yeah, I wish they won't. They weren't both 450 RPM. Oh okay, yeah. Rifles, because it felt it felt like the Braytech werewolf was like 
a redo of the horror story. And now that they're both available, I wish that there was a little bit more distinction between the two is all. Um, but I love those auto rifles. Well, and I think that's kind of going to be our next segment, right? But, but prior to that next segment, talking about farming for a god roll, I think it's time for a coffee break. Or at least for me, it's time for a coffee break. I don't know about it. This coffee break has been brought to you by the Paracasual Destiny Podcast. Bottoms up. All right. So why don't you um, kick off the conversation, Sally Bug, about um, God Rolls and the God Roll grind for these, you know, as it applies to these auto rifles uh, in preparation for Beyond Light. Um, And I will refill our coffees. How's that sound? That sounds like a great All right. deal. I'll BRB. So, my uh, my initial opinion is, and I have been part of the uh, been part of the let let's get the perfect God roll. I think I even downloaded an app. And I don't remember the name of it, so I'm going to look on my phone really quickly so that we can um, give a shout-out to it. Um, gosh, I thought it was in here. and I can't find Y'all, it. Y'all, please hold for the pending shout-out to an app. There's an app. It's <laughs> worthy of a shout-out. We're just There's an app, and now I can't find it, so I can't. Uh, Little Light, I think it's called. Little light. That Little seems, light. That seems and... like they're trying to piggyback off of the wild success of light GG. Uh, possibly. It could be their but... app version of their website. Um. Anyway, go ahead. Give them a shout. But the out. way Let's hear it, I think it's Little Light. But at, at any rate, it's it's um one where you can put in your weapon and it shows you and you can look compare all of yours and it lets you know at least among the opinions of others whether or not that particular gun is a god roll or not Mm -hmm. and here's Mm -hmm. the thing i have uh actually a couple of gnawing hungers and um i've compared them in this app and one is supposedly a god roll for pvp one is supposedly a god roll for well or a good roll for pve um i don't really notice that much of a difference I will say the biggest perk that I look for, because I do notice a difference, is arrowhead break for the barrel mm. perk. Because that significantly improves the recoil direction of a weapon. So it'll take it from kind of kicky to very consistent, like almost straight up and down. Yeah, yeah. So there's a few roles that I would like actually specifically farm for, like uh, dynamic sway reduction, Mm -hmm. especially for um, an auto rifle or a submachine gun. Um, 
so that you've got that extra stability. Also, the stability masterwork is is a nice thing to uh, farm for. But uh, for a casual player, like for the end, I, I get it. Like for the casual player, the end game isn't something that we necessarily are are um, exposed to as much, right? We're not looking for that end game yeah um you don't need a hundred on every assignment sometimes just like a good enough grade is good enough the same thing for our guns here if it gets a good enough grade then i'll use it right so i do like i get a horror story and i get a bray tech werewolf and i look at the um i look at the perks on it and it's like those are pretty good, but you know, I, I don't know. I, I mean, for for me, I haven't as a casual player. I really, truly haven't, except for like you said. There's a couple Arrowhead Break being one of them. Target Adjuster is always good for me because I'm not a very good aim. Um. The st stability per any of the stability perks for uh, auto rifle and submachine guns, but other than that, like all the others are just. Well, I mean, obviously the reload perks and the ones that give extra damage are mm -hmm. nice, are are kind of nice to have. They're and that's basically what it is. They're nice to have, but if I don't have them, I don't feel like it necessarily. Like, this gun's trash without it type of feeling. Yes. I, th I feel like a gun is either good or not not good, right? Like, the gnawing, like I think the crappiest role you could get for a gnawing hunger, that gun is still really good. Hmm. So do, do you guys think that... Um, do you think that... Um, God rolls or certain perks on the weapons compensate for a shifted meta, perhaps. So, like, this gun would only be used... Like, the scout rifles are in a bad place now, as far as I know. And... But if you get a scout rifle with the right perks, it's actually viable in the current meta. It's actually useful. I, I don't know if I've experienced that, really. No, I would say that the no. the overall archetype differences between in the sandbox changes have a much greater effect. Yeah, that's what I would. Um, that's my feeling of it of it as well. Yeah, so I'd say you're just you're fighting yourself. You're finding yourself in an uphill battle trying to use. Um, if you're specifically talking about the Crucible, uh, if you're using anything but a 600 RPM auto rifle. You're gonna. You're just playing with a handicap, and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there isn't that big of a difference between one 600 RPM auto rifle and the next. Yes, if you get one with arrowhead brake and tap the trigger and uh, dynamic sway reduction, and if you're playing on console uh, stability masterwork, then that's gonna be the top tier. But it's gonna take it from like a 95 to 100, basically. Right. It'll edge out duels uh, where it's 
one like weapon to another like weapon, but mm. I'd say and, that and a janky 600 or auto will beat any other gun like anytime. Yeah. Right. And I guess that's where it's like, you know, because a lot of times like this farming for the God roll is it, it seems more related to um, being able to reduce the time to kill. And if that is the case, if you're reducing the time to kill, like when is that really, when are you mostly looking for a reduced time to kill would be if you're in a PVP match, right? Because if you could get that guard, the other guardian down quicker um, without dying yourself, right? That's the whole point right. of it. Right. Um, and since I really don't, indulge in pvp yeah um i i think like and the problem with these balancing perks has has been difficult and i think we're gonna see they're really gonna shake it up i think in beyond light and um you know for example you 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 get these perk metas like you're you know you're always looking for the perk meta, as of late, has been reload and damage perks, right? Right. And mm -hmm. uh, guns with reload and damage perks are the best. So that's what you go for, and you shard everything, you know, you dismantle everything else. Um, but I, I'm one of those players who really likes to explore other combos and outside the meta because I feel like the developers have given us this playground to really try to find a place for like an elemental capacitor perk. Where can that really shine in what situations and in what activities and, and, and with what build around it, right? What else are you, um, what do you've got in your other slots? What do you have as armor? What are your armor perks? What exotics are you sporting? You know, so, um, I feel like uh, the intention isn't just to go. They don't. I think you got to. If you're a developer over at Bungie, you're you're kind of like, oh, they're just going for the reload damage perks. What do we do about that? You know, because we've created this sandbox and we want people to have fun in it and explore different builds and things. And there are a few content creators who do that, who specialize in these really cool uh, builds that nobody else has thought of and right. styles of play yeah. and you adjust your style of play to it and they're willing to invest the time into that, you know, cause it takes a while to practice to get it to work. Uh, well, it's really kind well. of part of their, yeah, it's, it's kind yeah. of part of their content is that. I love that do. stuff. It, That's is, what right. I like about it. So, right. And they kind of say, well, we're going to do this for you. So here, try combining this subclass you know, with this tree, with this grenade, with this exotic, and then the these weapons with these particular perks on them. So that you know, that's their job is they're doing that so that we can watch them do that. And then they say, try this out and see what you like. But there are so many different combinations that it is kind of fun to just like put different um different things on and see what works best for your play style so yeah 
playing what's fun for me is greater than playing just to max KDA. Um, that's from Funny Bone in the chat, and I, and I'm in agreement. I I think that's the same thing. So like and I think that's what Destiny's just, about. Yeah. Right, and and I'm going back to what you were saying, Stego. Sometimes it's just fun to have Firefly on a gun and watch them, <laughs> watch them explode. It's just it's just fun. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily your like Firefly is a great is it is a great perk because it's fun and especially if you like can like get firefly to proc when a bunch of thrall are popping out at you and you watch them explode it's great but uh you know it's not considered a top tier perk but it's a fun perk for mm. sure yeah oh it's it's um and that's that's why we play isn't it yeah. to have fun yeah um Sometimes. <laughs> we don't want it to again. You sometimes don't want it to I feel sometimes like I feel work, it's more right? of a uh, more of a survival thing, just to deal with life, <laughs> rather than to have fun. It's just to hold on to dear life. I need to play video games uh, for an hour just to get through the day, you know, or whatever. Uh, right. For me personally, you to, yeah, it's you, like you, Linus's you just blanket. Don't want it to feel. What, once it starts feeling like work and feel like you have to do your homework and grind for something specific to get something done. I think the, um, yeah, I think the coffee analogy, Sally, that we were talking about is, is apt. Uh, You know, sometimes there's, there's different levels of coffee drinking. Sometimes it's just to wake up and other times it's to relax with and enjoy and savor. And so, and there's various, products out there energy drinks contain caffeine but it's a whole different experience than than drinking coffee and so mm-hmm. um there's a utility to uh playing a video game that for me personally i have really bad uh ringing in my ears um and playing video games is the only relief i have found for that so for me sometimes it's it's just relief and um yeah it is to have fun uh, but I think most of the time it is uh, it is ultimately about having fun. But with a game like Destiny, it goes beyond fun sometimes. It, it's more of community as well, uh, hooking up with friends and catching up and chatting and stuff like that, So, which is fun. Yeah. Which is fun, but it's also a necessity, right? It's like food or drink or whatever. So um, right, it's, that's so it's our choice of entertainment. You know, especially in, in these times is so important mm. you know, just to be able to stay Who would have connected right. with others. Absolutely. Um, so. Um, I think we need to move beyond uh, the God roll, schmod roll uh, discussion. And in the, in, if nothing else, in the name of time, uh, get into our lore segment that we've been talking about all week what do you think sally bug should i introduce it yeah introduce it all right i'm going to introduce the lore set uh section um uh just a reminder uh folks in chat let's keep it clean um too much positive positivity uh it can be uh, just as bad as too much (laughs) i can't go through with it I can't say it. I can't. I just. 
<laughs> I can't I can't do it with a straight face. Anyway, um Paracasual Destiny Podcast presents A Touch of Grimoire. Take it away, Sally Bug. So, being that we are um, approaching a festival of the loss, um, I decided to do some digging into the grimoire and the lore on Ava Levante. So, I thought we would talk a little bit about her and her character um, in doing, um, in reading her uh, lore book that is available you can read that on ishtar collective all in one place um i think you probably can get to it i don't can you get to it in game soul time i don't even know <laughs> but all that being said uh uh in reading her book um ava's journey uh found out that she was dubbed abuela or grandmother grandmother yes to um from the citizens that she was leading and protecting during the red war uh during the that red legion invasion and um and so that was an interesting it was kind of like a an interesting almost just just like a side story of kind of what happened to her because she wasn't around um, for like a year or so. And then she kind of made an appearance back. Uh, she was a permanent fixture in D1. She was our vendor for um, Emblems End. Was it Emblems End? Shaders. Uh, shaders. It was. I, uh, I know... Probably the biggest Ava Levante fan in our clan, uh, besides Pelham, of course, uh, would be uh, <laughs> would be Fractious Heart, aka Romance Girl. I think. And she to... is, she actually just asked, "Is it Ava or Eva?" I always heard her say Ava when she was pronouncing her name. In in, but I could be wrong. Uh... I thought it was Ava. Yeah. With an A. Now I don't instead know. Instead of E. Stego? I remember a long E sound. Old Eva. Eva. But which would I suggest could have that wrong then. I'm gonna I'm gonna listen it listen to it carefully. We, we can rule out Eva, right? It's but, not but, Eva Levante. I don't know. Look at the name. Eva Levante? Wouldn't you think that she has like um uh, like a uh, well, abuela is Spanish is Spanish, so it's yeah. Hispanic, right? Well, she was called abuela because uh, one of the guardians who had lost his light that kind of traveled around with her on her journey, and she kind of they kind of helped bring back to health. And before he got his light back, his name was Ramos. See, there we go again. R-A-M-O-S. <laughs> and uh, he called her Abuela. So okay. mm, it made the... the Ramos, he yeah. Was, he was a, of Hispanic origin, so he might have called her Abuela, but others might have just called her grandmother. You know, for some reason I, I always thought sure. 
Eva Levante was, uh, it might be Eva Levante. And I would trust Fractious Heart on this one. She's got a good ear for this. I would trust her as well. So Eva, and Eva makes it, makes it more, um, sort of Eastern European, uh, origins perhaps. Mm, We don't know. Okay. So, um, the, what I like that they've done with, with this character is like, she was like in D1, she was basically just the same, what they kind of dubbed the seamstress for the tower. She was all about the fashion and, um, equipping the guardians, uh, with their, with the best, uh, shaders for their fashion. Mm -hmm. Uh, but, uh, um, they, they've kind of uh, like expanded her role. Um, since shaders kind of come from a different source now, they expanded her role to be like, she's the, the character that just says, okay, with all this chaos that's going on around us, we need to kind of remember our traditions and that these traditions are a way of centering us and remembering, um, yeah, remember like Festival of the Lost, remembering those that we've lost. But, and then the dawning, you know, is a whole different celebration. And obviously these are related to the same holidays that we celebrate Um in real life, but um, I like that they have this character who's in, in one of the one of the lore segments I read, which I don't think was in Ava's journey. I think it was something from the dawning where she was uh, trying to get Ikora to make that beautiful crystal that she makes behind her. Oh yeah, and. Uh, I can't wait like for it, that. It, it, like I, I core is always just a little, uh, a little hesitant to do it, but she always ends up saying yes in the end because she knows Ava's gonna, Eva is going to um, bug her until she does anyway, um, and that. Uh, one of the things is that so Eva is this is from the dawning and I know we're straying from Festival of the Lost but so Eva is uh, going toward to Ikora to say are you going to get this crystal up or not type of thing and she's got uh, an assistant with her mm-hmm. I do not remember the name of the assistant in this lore segment but Ikora's like yeah 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 and she kind of throws her hands up and the crystal appears and her Eva's assistant drops to her knees this in is biblical. awe and has tears streaming down her face. Oh, it's very and Mary and, Magdalene like. And I think what the idea behind it was, it's like Icora is kind of like just not really fully understanding how sometimes these traditions and making things beautiful is just what people need to try to, to kind of keep, keep on keeping on, so to speak. Yeah. Right. It's like we, we do these traditions, like why do we decorate our house with orange? And I was thinking about that, especially in, in the midst of, 
COVID, it's like, why bring out the Halloween bucket and string up orange and purple lights yeah, no, and nobody's put out see the it. pumpkins? It's like, nobody's going to see it, but I'm going to see it. And if it's going to make my life just a little happier just to get through a day just because nobody's coming over to my house it's not i'm not doing it for them i'm doing it for me and sometimes we need to do those things and do those rituals so that's what eva's role is um so yeah uh i just and take take some of the players minds off of you know, there's more to life than Elo farming, right? In the Crucible, you go see Ava, Eva, and uh, bake some cookies, have some candy, and uh, right. enjoy the the sort of the the nuances. Slow down and smell the roses, and embrace the community. She sort of represents the community, I think, in Destiny. Uh, honestly, she's sort yeah, of like and, the... and it's just like, you know, sometimes you just need to take a break from, like you said, the ELO farming. Sometimes you just take a break from staying kind of like focused on what gun am I going to get and what role am I going to get and right. how am I going to do all of this and just kind of do something fun that's related to, that has a theme and... I like it. I, I kind of like where they where they went with her. And and if you haven't read Eva's Journey, I would highly recommend it. It's uh, can it we link nice to read. it in the uh, description when we upload this? Sure. Yeah, it, okay. I mean, I read it through Ishtar Collective. Sure. Um, we'll link to Ishtar and, Collective, which is just yeah. great for all things lore, right? And it is, it's a nice, it's a nice story of how she, um, uh, of kind of, uh, how she navigated through the Red War and what brought her back finally. And yeah, we thought she was uh, dead for a little while there. And then we got confirmation that she was still alive somewhere. No, nobody was, nobody was quite sure where she was. They, you know, they hadn't heard from her in a while. And so Mm. you will learn all about that by reading her book. I don't want to give it away. Um, but I highly recommend it. It does give you a little more respect for her and kind of what her general nature is. So Mm. Let's hope she doesn't yeah. suffer in Beyond Light the same fate as uh, our dear friend Cade Six did in uh, mm. Forsaken. All right. Stego, do you think that's a chance that we might see say have to say goodbye to our beloved Eva Levante? I would really hope not. She spent Me so too. much time out of the tower. Mm-hmm. It was so heartwarming to see that she had indeed survived mm-hmm. the um the red war and i don't know where she was all that time for that first was it a year read her book we were... read her journey book it'll tell you i'm um, excited before... i'd like to yeah me too so i'm excited i, I um i my guess is going to be that she's going to be around. I think yeah. she'll be around. I think we'll have the dawning with her. And this is, and especially since we're losing quite a few kind of main characters 
uh, right? We're, we're, we know that, uh, at least based on a little bit of what's been built up, Asher Mir uh, may be gone and Sloan may be gone. We're not, and Brother Vance, nobody's going to lose any sleep over that. But Whoa, um, hello. <laughs> Sheesh, y'all. Okay, um, before we uh, say goodbye to Eva Levante and move into our brand new um, Sounds of Destiny segment, um, let's just go around the round table here and chat if you would uh, put in your two cents as well um favorite dawning cookie that you had to bake with uh eva levante do you have one uh sally bug i i would think why are we doing the dawning instead of saying what our favorite mask is because cookies are good ah i see <laughs> i don't remember the names of the cookies Boo. Oh. Stego, do you I remember mean, any remember cookies? I remember the names of some of them. Like, but I not your favorite Are there one. chocolate chip cookies? <laughs> chocolate right? chip. Instead of chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> okay. All right. Stego. So I remember the name of one of them. I don't remember the names of all of them. So I'd See, have to. I'd you would only remember them. the name of your favorite. So, And that was what my question was. So. All right. Well, there I guess go. there we go then. Stego, we're, do we're you, have, do you have a favorite that cookies. you actually remember? As a fan of spiced cookies, yes, I think that I would be most eager to try the sci-fi variant of the Snickerdoodle, the Gallardoodle. <laughs> I love it. I that forgot about the Gallardoodle. Fortune cookie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I almost like not quite as much, but I almost like um. Devram K. As much as I love Eva Levante, so I'm, I'm going to go with the gentleman's shortbread because in in oh. IRL, I love shortbread cookies. That's good stuff. Yeah, that's right? good shortbread. Yeah. Anybody? Anything in chat? Did anybody? <laughs> did anybody? Uh, we got the ill fortune cookie. Ill fortune Funny cookie Bone is n- has not uh, weighed in. Probably because he's um, never baked a cookie. I don't think anyone else is, is in the chat right now. So, uh, all right, yeah. let's move on I guess then. We'll, we'll have to we'll have to we'll wait have to... and see what happens with the dawning and whether or not we'll be baking cookies again. Yes, we don't know. We we don't know. Um, Will we be making what? It, what? It, aren't there some like moat cookies for the drifter? I forget. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think the drifter has. Oh yeah, some, there's some dark moat cookies. Dark moat. Yeah. Yeah. So, hmm. All right. I'm going to introduce the uh, final segment of this podcast, episode 12 of the Paracasual Destiny podcast. Uh, Don't forget to subscribe, like, or otherwise comment and tell us, tell us who you are and what you do with yourself. Anyway, um, Paracasual Destiny podcast presents... The Sounds of Destiny. And this week we are taking a look at uh, Festival of the Lost Music. In particular, I'm going to play the one minute and four second piece of music written by the great Michael Salvatore and his sidekick over there at the Destiny Music Factory, uh, Sky Lewin. And... um, can we get a can we get an image up of the two there they are that's uh 
Michael Salvatore on the left and Sky Lewin on the right. Uh, both of these gentlemen, uh, well, Michael Salvatore was um, a colleague of Marty O'Donnell, who, of course, did the Halo music, the famous Halo music, and Spheres, Sphere, oh, gosh, I can't remember the, the uh, opus the name of the opus for Destiny 1, uh, but the two of them collaborated on Destiny 1 along with Paul McCartney, uh, which we will save for a later uh, Sounds of Destiny segment. Um, and, but he has, they have since, these two have since taken over most of the, and, and there's other contributors too. We don't uh, want to go without uh, congratulating them. But these guys have been the backbone to what we've experienced in Destiny 2 in terms of soundtrack. And uh, man, have they done some really impressive good work. So let's have a listen to uh, the Festival of the Lost. I chose the Tower music. I think there might be some other Tower tracks as well, but this is the one that I remember most. Let's give a listen. Fantastic ending there on that low note. Uh, but uh, Sally Bug and Stego, did you were you able to give that a listen? Because they can't hear the sound that I'm putting through as of yet. We haven't figured out the setup for that. But um, I, I did not. I should have just muted and listened to it on the um, on yeah, the live stream. Yeah, that's what I did. I it was a little <laughs> bit delayed, but okay. Oh my gosh, I am so much more in the mood for October <laughs> and Halloween right now. Yeah. I wish that I didn't have more work to do immediately after this because I want to throw up as many Halloween decorations as I can. I want to download that MP3 file and I want to play it on loop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and there's others there's other songs too that people have extracted and put in playlists. And given them names, I don't know if we know the official names. And like I said, we're pretty sure that it's uh, Michael Salvatore. Uh, and on that particular piece, I know Sky Lewin contributes a lot. Uh, he was credited on one video, but not on another. And so, um, but I'm going to give them both credit for that little ditty that I really love. And it it just it like like you it puts me in the mood uh for festival of the lost and um it always reminded me of the theme song to an old um show from i believe the 1960s alfred hitchcock presents which was kind of like a british version of the twilight zone 
and it solidified Alfred Hitchcock as sort of the master of macabre at the time and sort of like almost like a Stephen King type uh, with his movies, famous movies like The Birds and Vertigo and, and other great movies. He was a great movie director, but he had like a, a, a TV series uh, called Alfred Hitchcock Presents. And they used a song by a French composer, a 19th century French composer named uh, Charles... Um, what was his name? Uh, I don't know my classic. I don't know my classic music, my classical music. It's um, Charles uh, Gounod uh, is the name of the uh, composer. And he composed a, a tune called Funeral March of the Marionette. And it's a funeral march. And Alfred Hitchcock used a version of it for his show. Uh and you can hear like about halfway through the Festival of the Lost Tower music, you can hear the the snare drum comes in and really solidifies the fact that this is definitely a march. And I feel like it's in the spirit of this classic tune. So I'm going to play a little bit of that uh, for our listeners uh, to hear, it, see if they uh, recognize this as an influence um, like I do or not. Here it is, uh, The Funeral March of a Marionette by Charles uh, Gounod. It had a really long uh, sort of, um, you know, sparse intro there before it got into the actual tune. Uh, but let's listen to the uh, television series uh, interpretation of that song, which is what I originally related the Festival of the Lost theme to. This is the Alfred Hitchcock theme. <laughs> And, and if you notice the very end before Alfred Hitchcock says good evening, it's got the exact same ending <laughs> that that they put in the uh, Festival to the, of the Lost. Let me just go to that again. Uh, here we go. 
<laughs> the exact same ending. I love that. So I think I feel like it was a nod to the Alfred Hitchcock theme, which certainly uh, Michael Salvatore's of uh, of the age. Uh, Michael Salvatore is of the age to remember such a program. Uh, any thoughts from you guys? I don't know if you had the chance to listen to those uh, the funeral march of the marionette. Um, I did. I yeah. I actually did the right thing that time and muted and listened to it. And, awesome. Uh, um, yeah, I I hear it. I I definitely hear I hear the influence, and I do. I want to say it gives me those same vibes. I kind of thought that, like it, you like you kind of like solidified it by doing this segment here. But I remember hearing that originally. And having that thought, and um, yeah, and yeah, you definitely solidify. It's like, where have I heard that? Where, where, what have I? Um, how do I know that music? I think there's been other things. I I did actually research a little bit because I I hear other uh, tunes like that, but I think like they go back to even earlier than Alfred Hitchcock. People borrowing on that sort of minor key with like an oboe or a clarinet and a, a march type thing to do, to give a feeling of almost like murder mystery you hear it in used in 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 those sort of uh that sort of media or that sort of vibe is like a murder mystery thing like i feel like disney has used that theme as well in some of their soundtracks uh, right. but, but yeah. Um, so, uh, with that, uh, Stego, do you have any, uh, comments on the, uh, Festival of the Lost soundtrack? That was, it was like a history of music and a music appreciation, a fantastic homage and project. I... I definitely heard the influence. It's we're all in the same family with mm-hmm. the uh, with that funeral march of the marionette, very appropriately titled, and that's a that's a deep cut with the Alfred Hitchcock. Presents, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I definitely hear it. I'm kind of I kind of want to go back and watch an episode of it just to because I saw it when I was a little kid. When it was in syndication, maybe, but it's been so long, I can't even really remember what it was. Uh, it seems to me it's like little vignettes, sort of like Twilight Zone or Outer Limits or one of those uh, shows. Um, but anyway, uh, with a British flavor, of course, because it's Alfred Hitchcock, right? Uh, but I'm sure he used all all sorts of actors in it. Um, yeah. Are we ready to wrap it up? Put another one in the archive. I think we're ready to give this a wrap up. I do want to say that I totally appreciated the uh, the addition to the music appreciation mm-hmm. um, at at the end. I think there is so much that goes into this game that we love that we kind of like don't always take. Um, take the time to appreciate, and it's definitely um, it, it. It's nice to have that piece of just saying we know that part of our experience and part of our love of this game is all of these things that are happening in the background, and um, 
it it's nice that we can kind of give a a shout out to these composers who are just making our experience that much more enjoyable. I think a little underrated too, and the sound crew for Destiny. I know they talk about this, Ibantis and uh, his podcast. They always talk about um, that's the last word. A little plug for the last word. They always talk about how un- under appreciated the sounds of destiny are at least in terms of public recognition like an awards video game awards uh perspective that they're not really given because it's so above and beyond uh it sticks out to them anyway and to me too uh with my limited um oh yeah experience of the sounds of, of i mean we don't we don't play many other shooter games but i think the sounds yeah just the sounds of the guns alone individual guns everything the sounds of everything to the experience of what you know when you're shooting something or of one of the i can hear it when you shoot one of the harpies and the sound it makes when it when it kind of explodes yeah it's all part of it it's yeah, it's, amazing. it's like no other, for sure. Yep. All right. So you could do a whole podcast on the music sounds of Destiny. Well, hopefully we'll just add a little bit every time for, for every segment and just take on a, another one because yeah. there is so much to it. So sounds of Destiny. great. Awesome. What a great way to, to kick off my weekend. Yes, as always. This We've is a really good good way to start it, isn't it? Uh, it looks like a beautiful fall day. On. Absolutely. Stego, uh, you guys enjoy your day down there. And uh, we'll reconvene next week at the same time. Um, shout outs to Funny Bone and Fractious Heart, as always, for their invaluable input into this project. And uh, you can look for us on Twitter at Paracasualp. On YouTube here, if you're watching us broadcast live every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, uh, consider a like, subscribe, or comment on Twitter or YouTube. Reach out to us. Uh, Why not? Um, Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.